Everyone knows the apron is the hardest part of the ring, but this is the nerdiest part of the ring, your weekly news roundup for the wide world of professional wrestling. I am your host for the evening, the five-star man, Asa Gray. With me, as always, is the Big D, Dalton Anthony. Yo! And joining us at this time, she's an investigative reporter for IGN. She is the 2020 Gamers Journalist of the Year. She is nominated for three SoCal Journalism Awards for Culture News, Investigative, and Lifestyle Feature. And she's one of my favorite people to follow on Twitter because of the AEW threads. Joining us is IGN's Rebecca Valentine. Rebecca, how are you doing tonight? That's so nice! I'm doing great now! I'm <laughs> compliments! We got to but easily flattered. We have to butter you up before you realize how unprofessional we are. So so you don't walk away from this thinking like, "Oh, that was a complete waste of my time." So if we you set invited, the bar high. <laughs> you invited me on here because of my AEW threads, which are like the height of unprofessional nonsense. So I think we're good. We're in very good company here. That I mean, that's what we're all about. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's it's a fun time. So as long as you have fun, then that's what we're that's what we're looking for. I'm sorry, I get, distra- I get distracted easy because I see Robo there, and that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Kitty, Kitty's, Kitty's on camera right now. Being very <laughs> cute. Um, so you've started wrestling. You started, you started wrestling. You started watching wrestling not that long ago. When did you actually start? Um, I don't remember the ex- exactly when it was. It was shortly. So I just, I just moved to the Bay Area for mm. work, um, and it was before I moved, and I moved in October. So I, I was probably like August, maybe July at the earliest, but probably it was, you know what? Here's a hallmark for you. My, the first match I watched, the first match I watched was when CM Punk came back. So, which is, go, I think, which that's a, I mean, that's a good time to come back. Like was yeah. his, his actual like comeback in Chicago or the first match he had? It was, it was his actual comeback. It was, okay. I, that was either the first or the second one I watched. I mean, if somebody, if somebody's like digging through my Twitter and finds out I was actually watching before that, fine. But that, that's like <laughs> the first thing I remember happening. So did you did you tune in for that or like what made you decide that like okay I'm going to start like I will watch a wrestling show for the first time? It's totally random. So I'm not a I'm not a I mean sports whatever. I'm not a like sport person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like a gaming person. I read books. I care for plants. I have cats. Um, but there is if you were on gaming twitter there is a weird venn diagram it's not a perfect circle but there's like an oddly close venn diagram of people who follow gaming and who also follow professional wrestling just generally and whenever they're if you're on gaming twitter whenever there's a ppv event going on like everybody's losing their minds Mm -hmm. just collectively and i never had any idea what all that was about uh but it seemed cool and I was just like initially just very curious. Oh, and the well, the other thing was I kept seeing people tweeting stupid video game related signs being held up at wrestling matches. <laughs> I thought it was funny, and so I was just I was honestly just curious. And I had a friend who was also curious who hadn't watched wrestling before and who wanted to see what it was all about. So I tweeted like I, I, I did a couple tweets. Like I think I asked if I was if I wanted to watch the wrestling with all the video game signs, what do I watch? And so everyone told me AEW, and so I did like. A bunch of haphazard Googling, because when you don't know what you're Googling, you just have no concept of what keywords make sense. And I figured out that I could watch wrestling on Wednesday nights. <laughs> I could watch AEW <laughs> Dynamite. And then I asked people, what do people eat when they're watching wrestling? And they said wings. So I, at the time, was living in Kansas City, and I ordered like the mo- the best, what, what are supposedly the best wings in Kansas City, which are from a place called The Peanut. And if you order wings from there, they are enormous and messy and delicious. They are absurd. As, I mean, so I or- 
that's the holy trifecta for wings so oh yeah yeah they're ridiculous like i i've never had wings like that before so i ordered these ridiculous wings and i i had no it wasn't like a special i didn't know i didn't think it was a special wednesday of any kind it was just a regular AEW dynamite mm-hmm. and my friend came over and we turned it on and i i do believe it was the one like i I, I could be just like muddling memories from the first couple matches, the first couple Wednesday nights that I watched, but uh, I believe it was the one where CM Punk like showed up and everybody's just losing their minds. I'm like, who is this guy? I don't know who he is, but I also, it was very, I remember orange Cassidy was around. Who's now one of my favorites. And I was just like enamored by this guy in full, like jean jacket regalia going around, <laughs> like, like lightly tapping people. And then a dinosaur, there was a dinosaur in the <laughs> ring fighting, which was all just awesome. And so like, like that really won me over. And I, I waffled around a little bit with whether or not I wanted to pay money for a subscription to some TV service to watch this every week. And I decided I was going to do it. And so for a while I was just watching every couple weeks, like when I had time, but it has pretty quickly built up to watching dynamite every week. And now I think I'm starting to watch rampage and now I'm trying to get my partner to go in on the pay-per-view this weekend with me. So yes. yeah, I might be stuck on it. I love that it, like, it, you liked it enough to actually sign up for a subscription service, so you just so you could keep current with it. Yeah, because it was, because it was stupid, right? Like, in a oh, yeah. good way, it was really <laughs> stupid. Like, I'm not, I have family members who are into hockey, and they like, they like the part where people, like, get into fights, and I don't like that. I don't like the blood and the teeth getting punched out, but, and sometimes that happens at AEW, too, but... Yeah, I don't know. There was just something about it. I think because I grew up as a theater kid, too. And so just the, the the fact that there's entire 10 minute long segments that are just CM Punk speaks is just like very compelling to me. I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, it it very much is kind of like it's theater. It's because you have to monologue. You have yeah. to interact with people. And then there's the choreography with the actual yep. matches, too. So it it is just grown up buff theater kids yeah. for several hours. It a really week. is. It really, really is. Uh, yeah. So, so did you did you watch it all as a kid, or is this like your first time ever getting Literally into nothing. it? Literally nothing. Literally nothing. I had like vague cultural osmosis knowledge of I don't know Stone Cold Steve Austin as a guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and, and like maybe a couple other wrestlers, if you name them, I'd be like, yeah, I've heard of that guy, but no, no, literally nothing. Um, the, the, the maximum amount of knowledge I have of wrestling is very casually. If it came up in conversation with like an old dude in the room who did not care for it, it was always, oh, it's all fake anyway. And then you change the channel. Like that was, that was the extent of my knowledge. I had no opinions on it, no thoughts whatsoever. It was just something that everybody was yelling about once a month or so. Gotcha. I mean, yeah, and that's, it's very much the, you know, oh, it's all fake anyway. And it's like, okay, buddy, do I have news about Walking Dead for you? <laughs> like, so it sounds like you, you kind of fell into it pretty quick and pretty, like, pretty hard. So was there a, so after you watched, you know, that first one that really kind of clicked, how long did it, do you think it really took for you to realize that, like, oh, no, I'm looking forward to this again next week? Or, you know, you said you were, you looked into getting a, uh, like, a cable service type subscription so you could keep watching it. Like, yeah, what? well, I mean, I, I, I did cheat a little bit. Like, I, I was definitely looking for the cheapest way to do it. Like, oh, yeah. Is, is this tied to something I already happen to own? Can I mooch off a friend? Like, it, you know, it's, it's a big deal to pay 
a sum of money a month for something that you are going to watch if you have time on Wednesday night. So th there was a little bit of an element of like sneaking in free 14 day trials for a while to see if I actually liked this and mooching off other people. But yeah, I mean, it really didn't take too long. I think like, I think the, the storylines, like, I mean, I, I, I didn't have enough background knowledge last year when I was first watching this to be able to intelligently tell you what I thought was going on. Um, but just the fact that we were watching like, like some weird goth guy do these, these freaky promos, uh, where he's like in the shadows, flipping cards over and looking sullen. Um, and then there's a dinosaur in the ring fighting with like this jungle kid and, and then again, like Jean Jacket guy, and then and then MJF was also like like starting to, his feud with CM Punk around that time, and I was just like immediately taken in by what was going on there and that whole thing playing out over the course of several months. And so I, I think it, it was a little bit of like watching it, and then a little bit of just like finding myself opening Twitter and like checking the AEW Twitter account to see what was going on on the weeks I couldn't watch and going, wait, I think I actually like this. And then what did not hurt was I moved, so I moved to the Bay Area and I moved in with my partner. Um, and my partner uh, watched wrestling when he was much younger, uh, but he, he's been out of it for a while. And so when I kind of mentioned to him, oh, hey, like, is this something you would want to watch with me? He was interested as well. And we were able to uh, mooch a subscription off a friend. So it was a mm. little bit cheaper and a little bit easier to watch regularly. And because he also found it interesting, it, it just very quickly became a Wednesday night thing that we did together. I love that. That, that. That's that's sweet. Yeah. And that also like I have I have so because I don't do a ton of interviews full disclosure so I have like a whole like full list of questions here so I'm You're just great. like hey. oh this is great. Um I want to jump back to something that you said earlier about the the Venn diagram of video game Twitter and wrestling <laughs> Twitter because like we said before before we started recording I've been like I followed you forever from the video game side of Twitter things like you being cited on kind of funny games daily stuff like that and then it's it's always exciting when i see someone on video game twitter talk about wrestling yeah. because it's like i have i i see a lot of video game twitter i see a whole lot of wrestling twitter there's not always the overlap right. and you were one that like you just started like uh Jeff Grubb is another one that'll tweet about it. Uh, yeah. John Dre, like there's all sorts of people. The more it's, I don't know if it's, they've, they're just kind of doing more of it now, or if it's just, I've started looking for it more since like, I've noticed like you doing it. And obviously like Greg Miller has always been a huge wrestling fan, yeah. but is what do you have that would be comparable? Like if you saw someone on video game, Twitter start tweeting about this thing that like not isn't, isn't like the most mainstream in the world, what would that be? Oh, like classic literature. It happens okay. very occasionally. Um, so I'm an, I'm an English major. And I, for when I was going through school, I was not thinking that I wanted to write about video games. I was thinking I wanted to go get a PhD in like classic Greek crap or something. I was like, <laughs> I was like taking ancient Greek classes once a week. It was, it was that level of, of weird nerd stuff. And I like have retained that information somewhere in the back of my head and still read as like a hobby. And so whenever I see someone on video game Twitter tweeting about like the Canterbury Tales or, <laughs> um, oh geez, like, like the clouds, like Aristophanes is the clouds. I'm like, whoa, we have, we have crossed over. Other people <laughs> have read this stuff that hang out in spheres with me. This is great. And I get really excited. It's, it's always exciting whenever you do find something that it's just like, yeah, not a lot of, cause so the friend group that Dalton and I are in now, 
I kind of fell into after college. I'd moved out of state. I'd moved away and then I moved back and then I started kind of this new friend group. But like growing up and like in high school and in college, no one gave a shit about wrestling. Like I would watch it and like I had internet friends that I would be able to talk with. So then like Dalton and it was one of the early things Dalton and I actually bonded over was uh, Dalton. Do you remember you like this story? The first thing I said to you at JC Penny because it was, was you it? and it was you and Barry were talking. Yeah, that's where we worked at together. Uh, it was me. I'm glad you clarified that because that was a very random place to be having yeah. a conversation. Yeah, yeah we were, I like just started uh, working there too. It was it was me and Crazy Steve, and we were talking about Kyle Higgins' Nightwing run, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you were like, "You talk about are you talking about Nightwing?" And then that's how our friendship started. And then I think it was a it was CM Punk. I think it was it was like his final run in WWE. That's when we started becoming friends. And we were just talking about, I think I was really excited about something and he wasn't as excited about it. And that's how we realized, like, we almost liked the exact same things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, so that was also, that was kind of the excitement of it. Because I was a few years younger than him, uh, than Asa, and I didn't really have a friend group to talk about. So I was a music kid. And for some reason, just talking about the magic flute all day just wasn't doing it for me. <laughs> so I was real happy to have somebody there to talk about comic books and uh, wrestling with all the time. Yeah, I super feel that when I I grew I my high school culture was no video games. Like video games are embarrassing. Like I think the guys probably played Call of Duty or something, but I like grew up on Pokemon and no one wanted to talk about that stuff with me. And I remember I got to college and like was having conversations about other things, orientation week and I, I saw a, a guy walk by wearing a Pokemon t-shirt. And I was like, wait, you like Pokemon? He's like, you like Pokemon? And we got <laughs> like so excited. It's like, oh, this is a place. There's other people like me in the world. It's great. Yeah, it's it's and that's part of, that's part of the reason that I wanted to like have you on the show is it's because it's like to see someone be genuinely excited about wrestling because much like video games, it's so easy to just immediately get jaded of just like, <laughs> oh, this is getting delayed. This studio is apparently just pure evil, like stuff like that. And it's just like it's so easy to lose just the love of it yeah. when you get to it in the weeds. So I it, it's it's so much fun to just have someone who's like, no, this is great. And kind of discovering it so you say you, you pretty much just watched dynamite you started to kind of tune into rampage as well the double or nothing is this weekend as we're recording this um do you have any interest of expanding what you watch into you know wwe would be the easiest option to go into but like there's also you know new japan has a show uh impact wrestling has a show or are you pretty much just like you've you found what you like in AEW and you're just kind of sticking to that pretty set on AEW. I think I think it mostly comes down to free time. Um, like, mm-hmm. I, I'm very committed to watching Dynamite every week. Like, Wednesday night is my wrestling night. Rampage is very much as I, if I have time. Like, if I have, if someone advised me to do something on Friday night, I'm going out and doing it. I might, I may or may not catch up on Rampage. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's fine. It's whatever. I like, I, I like the storylines of Rampage slightly less than Dynamite right now. It's shorter. It's fine. Um, I, I think if I were to watch anything else, it would probably be New Japan. I don't know a whole bunch about it, but I have piece together again not really understanding what's happening all the time that there's some crossover with AEW going on right now um and it seems like there's some really cool wrestlers getting involved and so i think that would be i've seen like clips on twitter of stuff going on in new japan pro wrestling and it looks really sick mm-hmm. so i think i think that would probably be where i'd go if i watched anything else but it's, it's like a time sink right like i gotta play video games i want to read books i want to spend time with my partner and do other things and i think like like two two to three hours a week 
watching a thing to keep up with what is going on is like a reasonable amount of time to spend on a hobby. Um, and so I, I think I might just sort of cap it there and be happy. I, I also, I, again, I, I don't want to like delve too much into cynicism because I don't know what the heck I'm talking about, but <laughs> the vibe I get is that WWE is uh, thumbs down a little bit right now. And AEW is we like that right now, maybe. So um, that, that's just like a very broad vibe I'm getting from mm -hmm. people in general. And so I am not, I'm not hearing a lot of things that make me want to go watch WWE right now, personally. No, that's good. And I mean, honestly, talking about time, like Dynamite is two hours. Rampage is typically one hour. Yeah. W Monday Night Raw is three hours. No, and no, no, that's too long. and then they have it very much is and then they have smackdown and that's that's another two hours and then there's nxt which is uh, its own separate thing and that's another two hours and it's it, it, well, it's no. that's too long it, i'm too busy i got stuff going on no. yeah it was like SummerSlam last year and so it was like one of wwe's big pay-per-views and i remember we did a show about it and in the middle of, like, before we even recorded, I told Ace, I was like, I fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> and I was like, I was one of those people that was watching, like, almost, I was trying to catch everything that I could when I could. So, like, all of WWE when I could, all of, like, AEW. And it got to the point midway last year that I was like, yeah, I'm only gonna, like, because I'll, if there's something important, I'll catch it on the, uh, on WWE. But, like, I've gotten to the point now to where I pretty much only watch AEW. And then if I can catch some New Japan stuff, um... But like I've I've gotten to the point now because I was not happy watching the other product that I was like yeah if it's not making me actively happy at this moment I'm not giving them the three hours. Yeah. Uh, I did want to I did want to stop on the New Japan thing. There is a really cool thing about New Japan that I think I love talking to Asa about, and it's any native English speaking wrestler on New Japan uh, because they kind of just get carte blanche to say whatever they want in the ring. Uh, so, like, you get every word in the book, and it's honestly probably one of my things. I know there's compilations on YouTube that are a few minutes long of just people just saying the most heinous things to each other. It's just my favorite. Like, heinous funny or heinous... Oh, no, just swear. Like, no, no, just, just swear. <laughs> okay. But it's things like... Because it's not just, like, American wrestlers. There's also, like, English things and English people. And they get, like, a whole different list of words they can say that, like, <laughs> it's kind of not cool for us. And it's my favorite. I love it so much. Um, uh, so yeah, if there's something to watch in New Japan, if you see any person that speaks English, they're probably going to be fun to watch in the ring. Juice Robinson okay. and Juice Robinson and the Good Brothers specifically, they just let it fly. I'm um, sorry. There's somebody named Juice Robinson. Yes. yes. Uh, he just had a big deal over in New Japan. He, I'm, I'm thinking so Great. in, is it July that Forbidden Door? It's either July Forbidden or August. Door. Yeah. Every time I hear the name of something, it, I, so, this is part of why I like wrestling. Everything just sounds ridiculous all the oh, time. And it all is. It, it all is. So the forbidden door is the idea that like, so <laughs> you have WWE guys and you will never yeah. see them as long as they're under contract. They will never be on any other show. Right, and okay. it's been like that for a million years. So they had this idea of like, so AEW, there's AEW contracts, there's AEW wrestlers. It, it, there's a big thing when they left Japan, it caused some problems so when like new japan and impact wrestling people started showing up on AEW show well that was a huge deal because they have contracts to these other companies how are they showing up in this company and it right. was it's the forbidden door you can't cross through the forbidden door well now they're doing a full-on new japan AEW pay-per-view in yeah. the next in the next couple months so like if you decide you do kind of want to dip your toe in the new Japan, this is a great time to do it because you're going to yeah. start. Cause there's people that pop up every once in a while, like Jay white, uh, 
is I, I think he's probably the most recent biggest one in the last couple weeks but you're you're probably going to start seeing a lot more of the new japan people with as they start building towards that show yeah i feel like i know more of the women's wrestlers from that like i is hikaru shida involved in new japan not in new japan so new japan infamously like just doesn't have a women's division it's oh, okay it, it kind of sucks but they do have a, but there's a bunch of different like women's companies um shimmer is one okay I feel uh, like they're bringing a lot of a lot of women oh, from Japan. I'm thinking recently. of stardom. Yeah, stardom. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking of stardom. Shimmer okay, is. I remember a- being really mad a couple weeks ago because Hikaru Shida got kicked out of the Owen Hart tournament because mm-hmm. something she flew back in, and who knows what was. Going yeah, that was on a there. that was a weird thing. There I was, was upset because I like her. She specs people with sticks, and she's great, and she, she wins more matches. She is she is amazing. Her, her like she was pretty she was champion pretty much through like their entire pandemic and it was awesome man thought i missed that Very but yeah cool the person. they they do kenny omega is a huge like he spent a ton of time over in new japan and he is very big on like the joshi which is the women's wrestling over there and like the stardom is a promotion that they've been like they'll probably do stuff with um but yeah it's they they do a lot of really really cool stuff and like i said this would be a good time to kind of like if you ever if you find yourself bored and you're just like nothing's clicking dalton said like and i will say the thing that dalton said the compilations of just english wrestlers just swearing up a storm in the middle of matches is is actually really entertaining to watch that's awesome yeah there's the clips that i've seen from new japan like very i couldn't tell you a darn thing about who was wrestling or what was going on i've just seen like clips shared around but it seems somehow often even more theatrical than what we're doing over here and it's just a delight every time i see something yeah have it, you have you caught maki ito at all i think she was on last week yeah okay like, I know the, the, like her she's like the, a j-pop person hearted head hard head yes person. oh my mm. god love her uh i'm i'm really big into women's wrestling it's uh one of the things that like me and my girlfriend kind of share just loving that and she's like the one that i'm like I don't know why she's my favorite. And it could be because, again, she swears so much, like, in English. <laughs> I think it's the only English she may know or swears, and it's my favorite thing. <laughs> but, yeah, her, like, the little headbutt thing she does is, like, my, like, I love it so much. Yeah. Oh, that was that was a good match last week. I'm going to be happy. She's so much fun to watch. Uh, Rio is another one. She was their first women's champion there at AEW. Uh, and she sh- she's back. She just came back. I, I like can't. I can't like her. Really? Well, because she Wait, she beat Sheeta, didn't she? Well, that and I think, but also she was uh, put up against Ruby, and Ruby's my girl. That makes. I needed, that... I needed Ruby to win. So I'm gonna. Ju- I was gonna do this at the end as kind of like the send off finale. Originally, when I was writing these questions out, I was going to ask when you were going to make your debut for KFW. <laughs> Today, and, the, and then Greg Miller has to ruin that today uh, because you did you actually made your de- debut and I noticed so how much input did you have on like making your characters look because I, I noticed you because you had the Ruby Soho tights like you you the one long leg one short leg did you did you do like the remote play like with that he I know no. he mentioned Andy did that but 
Yeah, no, I didn't quite have that much input. Uh, he so he asked me to do this. He had me send a photo of my face. Um, mm-hmm. and he, like, um, I ended up talking to the person who does all the designs mm-hmm. of the characters, and he was like asking me about like I told him I had like blue in my hair, and he did the, he did the blue correctly, and like uh, I I told him like my favorite wrestler. Like I I don't think I can pull off the leather look that Ruby does, but like she's my favorite wrestler. He asked me about color schemes, and so I think like he did a lot of that design around that specifically and then i specifically requested a jean jacket because i do have a jean jacket that i wear that i think is really cool and it's got it's got like a couple patches on it and i'm working on it just it's Mm. just got like four right now and so he asked me to take pictures of the patches and then asked me what else i wanted and i said what do you have and he said literally anything you want and so i just listed off a bunch of stuff i said any pokemon you want uh sans undertale (laughs) Uh, I I don't even remember what else I said that I wanted. Uh, Waluigi, I think I said I wanted on there. Uh, Yeah, I just listed a bunch of random stuff, and it all ended up on there. So it ended up being a really cool design. Yeah, I was... I was stoked. It looks so good because, like, even and you're like, <laughs> twi- I lost. you're like, tw- yeah. Well, I wasn't gonna bring it up, but you know, miserably. In fact, <laughs> what the hell was that? I mean, it's. I mean, Imran's had a rough go of it in the KFW oh, shows, and yeah. then yeah, coming. You you were bringing in for backup, and then yeah, did it didn't work. Next week though, there's always next week. That's the thing about wrestling. Wins and losses Darnold, don't matter. It's fine. Darnold, Janet Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> And Jeff Grubb, the monsters. Oh um, so you said Inron, or you said he had had like he'd kind of watched it when he was younger, and now yeah. that and now that you've got him back into this, is it? Are you guys like liking the same people? Are you you know enjoying the same kind of stuff, or how is that? Is it yeah. is it going to be a day where all of a sudden he just decides that MJF is the greatest, and then? No, 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 no. MJF. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's like freaking a wonderful performer. Oh my god, I. No, I mean, I think we pretty much align on who we like. I mean, I'm sure he has favorites that I don't. I think I think he probably like we we tend to we tend to align on what we think is working and what we think is not working. Even mm. though there are individual wrestlers we might like and just like more or less than others, he's better because he he's been watching wrestling for longer than me. He's better at understanding where they're going with storylines. Like I never have, I have no idea what's gonna happen half the time. Like I. I don't know. Like he's, he, there's like a thing going on. Like jungle boy keeps losing right now. And he seems to know where that's going. And I'm just like mad that jungle boy's losing. Cause I think jungle <laughs> boy's very cool. Um, but, but yeah, like, like we tend to align on, on what, what things we think are working, what things we like and what things we don't like. Um, I, I don't think he's quite as high on Ruby Soho as I am. Um, but we do tend to like a lot of the same women's wrestlers, uh, and, and generally enjoy the more ridiculous performances. We're both we're both currently very not interested in what's going on with Chris Jericho uh, and Eddie Kingston because it's gotten weirdly personal. Uh, and we both really, really want to see Dan Housen actually like get in the ring and kick some butt because neither of us have seen him like fight before, and we kind of want him to do a little fighting as well as cursing. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's about where we're both at right now. But yeah, it's it's not super competitive in this household. That I mean, and that's that's probably the the best way to do it. So uh, there's two places I can go with this, and I was I was already so with Dan Housen, there is. Danhausen is an example of someone so like AEW as a whole and this kind of goes back to what you were saying about like you it seems like from what you see on Twitter like AEW people pretty much like and then WWE there's a lot of stuff like people don't like I mean and that's kind of the that is a general 
it, really that is a general vibe. Yeah, yeah, but it but it makes a lot of sense. But also like AEW is the shiny new thing, and like WWE a lot of the time is seen as just this like evil monolith that in which anyone who says that like oh everything AEW does is great and everything WWE does is terrible, they're yeah. wrong. That's dumb. Like of course, yeah. Both both places have good and bad, but with AEW specifically, they really kind of tend to cater towards more of the like long term wrestling fan and like a lot of the like quote-unquote smarter fans the ones who know about like they read the behind the scenes like people like me and dalton yeah who like oh what's going on behind the scenes too and with Danhausen is someone who he's very very like internet famous because he is mostly known for like the toy hunt vlogs and the videos he does and like being interviewed by conan o'brien so (laughs) yeah i saw that is it? Do you ever kind of feel like you're missing something whenever you see someone like Danhausen who really has just kind of been weird in the background, or with uh, like Adam Cole coming in and like the stuff with Red Dragon? They have like years of history, not just from NXT for a couple years, but like on the Indies before that. Does it ever kind of feel like you're missing out on something, or do you think they do a good enough job of kind of keeping the more casual person engaged with what's going on? Absolutely. Like, I, I, I do feel that. I, I think AEW generally strikes a good balance because I respect the fact that there are people who have been there a long time, who care about the history, who want the history. Like, I'm I'm never going to be someone who's like, no, everything should cater only to new people who just got here and make sure that we're always caught up in understanding. Um, I am someone who is, like, a little bit cynical about that kind of thing. Like, I have the same problem, honestly, with, sorry, Marvel films uh, because mm-hmm. I... I did not read comics as a child. I did not get into Marvel films until the the MCU was already very well established and had characters and storylines. And now I go to the movies and I'm like, who the hell are half these people? I don't know why I'm here or why I should care about this. Mm-hmm. I, I think AEW does a pretty good job of keeping its storylines... Like, like, like the history is there. They'll explain a little bit about what's go, what's happened in the past, but they will generally keep things relevant to the moment in a way that, like, I, I guess a good example right now would be like everything that's happened with CM Punk since he got back. Like they, they made it pretty clear, like why MJF was upset with him. Like he, he bailed at a time when MJF like idolized him and MJF was wanted revenge for that and was mad about that and it it turned into this whole thing but the feud played out and I didn't really need to know more about that except that he hates him and it 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 played out and it was great and then I've been able to watch that storyline evolve ever since they've gotten Wardlow involved and all this other stuff and it's very cool for that reason like I don't need all this extra history about CM Punk to appreciate all of that except that he's somebody who's like very beloved and has a long history and I can just absorb that um there's definitely times like where it gets to be too much. I think that's partly why I've t- tuned out of the whole Chris Jericho thing because like he's a heel right now and that's fine, but everybody acts like he's like incredible and they love him, but I hate him. And so <laughs> I feel like there's a disconnect here of some kind, but they love him because he's has this like long storied history that I don't give a shit about. Um, so I think he looks like a reject from three doors down. That's, 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 <laughs> the equivalent. that's what I think of Chris Jericho, but I have no context for this man. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they, they seem, for the, 
there's been a, there's been a couple storylines where I'm like, I have no idea what is going on here or why I care about these people. But for, for the really big, like long-term stuff, they've done a good job of keeping it to the last six months to a year of AEW. And, and, and that's been good enough for me. And so anything beyond that, I can certainly forgive for the people who are there for the, the super historical stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone, I know you, you mentioned Orange Cassidy, you mentioned Luchasaurus. Um, is there anyone else that kind of like stands out as, oh, this is someone that you want to like see succeed or any other like favorites that you have going on? Yeah. I mean, Ruby, definitely. Ruby is my girl. I Mm -hmm. was, I was so, it was such a good match. Uh, her fight with Jade Cargill. I said I would buy a Ruby Soho t-shirt if she won and she didn't. And so I didn't buy one and I don't think they're going to let her I don't think she's going to be able to go through all of Owen Hart to the end, but I am still hoping. Um, but yeah, Jade Cargill is also a wonderful heel. I, th- I think MGF is a really good heel too. I love hating him. Mm-hmm. He's so bad. Um, I am weirdly coming around on John Moxley and Brian Danielson. Um, I used to, I made fun of Brian Danielson when I first started watching it, because I think it is incredibly funny that a guy who calls himself the American dragon is named Brian of all things. Like that's very funny <laughs> to me. Um, but there's something really nice about watching their tag team matches. Like I, they're just like very smooth and calculated and it, it's, just, it's like efficient. It's a really efficient tag team match. And I think, I think Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy are kind of getting ready to come off of the throne here soon. It seems like that's what it's building up to. And so like, I, I don't know who's going to take that from them necessarily, but like, I, I am enjoying watching their matches um, yeah, I love I love Orange Cassidy's bullshit. Uh, I love I love seeing what Dan, I'm very interested to see what this uh, matchup with Danhausen and Hook is going to be like because I think it's the most Kingdom Hearts thing I've seen in my life. Hook Hook is just a Roxas, uh, oh, and Danhausen is a member of Organization 13. Like I don't know what's going on there, but it's great. So whenever Asa told me we were doing this interview, I like that's why I knew you had a cat because I was like, <laughs> all right, I just I because I. I'm not on the internet a whole lot. So that he was like, all right, this is this person. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to go look this person up. And I saw that tweet and I'm a huge kingdom hearts fan. And the second I saw that, I was like, all right, I can like this person. Like she'll be, oh, like, this will be great. This will be, this will be fine. Cause I had never thought of it until that very second. And you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just, I saw that and I was like, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like, I really like Hikaru Shida. Um, I really like, I don't know. There, there's a lot of different people to like. I I love it when all of the really goth... I, I cannot tell you who any of the goth dudes are. The really, like, like creepy guys with the with all the, the black face paint and the smoke in the mirrors and the guy who turns all the lights out and then, like, emerges with the like, black lights and whatever. I couldn't tell you who any of those guys are. There's, like, six of them at this point. Uh, <laughs> but I really enjoy it when all six of them get in the arena and fight each other at once. It's really funny. Oh, and I, I think Darby Allen is very sweet i love it when wrestling dad sting comes out i like that i like that like sting sting is somebody who i know has history like i know that man has been around for a billion years now Mm -hmm. and has done many great wrestles in his past i don't need to know anything about them to know that about him uh but i love that he has been sort of positioned as this this nice wrestling dad who whenever his son darby allen is in the in the ring uh, he is just sort of like lurking around the sidelines, punching out anybody who dares interfere. He won't interfere himself. He's going to let Darby Allen do his own thing. But if you try to mess with that match, 
Sting <laughs> will show up and make sure that match does not get mess messed with. And I love our nice wrestling dad. I also was very recently alerted to the gimmick that he does sometimes where he postures as an audience member wearing a sting mask and then removes the sting mask and it's just sting underneath it's and i watched a compilation of that recently and it was beautiful it is absolutely my favorite thing like that's my favorite wrestling trope is sting sting disguising himself as sting only to reveal himself as sting Sting, yeah it's it that's another one that's a long running uh he's been doing that forever and it's always great um, and then he, he'll also just jump off of something super tall, which he doesn't need to do because he's in his 60s. He does not. <laughs> and it's just... Darby Allen can do that for him. The man jumped off a very tall ladder last time and I was super concerned about him. Oh yeah, into all the chairs. And it was just like, yeah. mm, nope, don't. He's super unsafe. I hope he's okay. I mean, he seems okay. He's running around doing Darby Allen things again, but you know, worrisome. Brian Danielson got his legs stuck in the ring. That was... Last week. And, and I'm at the point, Dalton, we actually haven't talked about this yet because you, you mentioned it last, you mentioned it before we did the show last week. And I was like, they did, they filmed so much of it yeah. that I'm like, so did he actually get stuck or did, and they just decided to kind of like, oh, well, let's just figure out what's going on. Or is it a, I, and I don't know. <laughs> I think. I mean, I'll, I should let you answer because you know things about wrestling. But I think the consensus is that he actually was stuck, but he was not, like, severely injured. Mm -hmm. And so he, while they worked to unstick him, he did the th the wrestling mm -hmm. thing that he yeah. was supposed to do. So, and I, so we haven't talked about it at all because I, I didn't do last week's show. But, or I didn't, yes, I, did. I, I missed the I did, I missed the show. Well, no, I guess that happened on Friday. Anyway, the, like, main place that... Me and Asa, like, do the wrestling things we do for. We have, like, a not as nice, but it's kind of a similar setup where the ramp goes all the way, like, even with the ring. Mm -hmm. And we only started doing that, like, six months ago. And I remember seeing that setup saying, can we do anything else? Because, yeah. like, it's elevated off the ground. I don't fuck with heights. Like, that's, like, the one thing I'm scared of is heights. And, like, so we're a good, like, four or five feet off the ground. And, like, even that amount, I'm like, it's kind of rickety. I could fall off of it. But... Like, whenever we set the ring up, I make sure that thing is as flush to it as possible. Because that, before even seeing that, was, like, my number one irrational fear. Of, like, what if my foot slips in between? Yeah. Like, what would happen? Because, like, I've had my rope, like, foot, like, randomly stick in the rope before. Like, it'll get twisted, and that always hurts. I'm like, if you fall into that, like, you're, at the minimum, fucking up your ankle. And, yeah. like, that's not a good time. I saw that, and I was like, now it's not an irrational fear. Now it's a no. precedent that this shit could happen. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, no, I felt super bad because I was like, that can't be... Because, like, those rings are pretty heavy. Like, I think you, there was, like, a video of, like, you see Moxley actually, like, trying to move it on his own, which doesn't work that way. No. Um, but he may but have had that like, mama bear strength kick in. Yeah, maybe. To save, to save Brian. Like, yeah, like, that's scary just to see your knee just get, like, go down into that. Because also it had to have been pushing. Like, that, I've, <laughs> I felt really bad for him. And apparently he was stuck for, like, ten minutes. Yeah. It was, yeah. which I'm sure, I'm sure felt like four hours to him. Cause like, what do you do in that moment? Like, ow, my knee. And also, well, I can't move like uh, this kind of, this kind of like little house of sh uh, horrors made a little bit. Like, I'm just yeah. kind of stuck here now. So you, you mentioned that you guys haven't really decided whether or not you're, you're wanting to buy the double or nothing pay-per-view on Sunday. Is there something, cause D dynamite is tomorrow. Is there something like one last cherry on top that would be like okay now we absolutely have to uh i think 
I think cause are, are they doing the Owen Hart finals? Yeah, both of the Owen Hart. Yeah, both... I think I think Ruby being in the finals would probably clinch it for me. It's most it's mostly just like a money thing. Like we can afford it. It's not that we can't, but it's like oh really? You're gonna pay sixty dollars to watch four hours of TV? I don't know. Am mm-hmm. I really into wrestling? I think <laughs> I might be. Like every time I every time they escalated a little bit more. Like I am very invested in Wardlow beating up MJF. Yes. I am so invested in that I'm so, I'm really excited for Wednesday because they put those handcuffs on him and he has not yet broken out of the handcuffs and they teased on Twitter and I'm like that man needs to break out of those hand we know he mm. can do it. I want to <laughs> see him do it. Um I'm I'm so invested it is it is stupid but I have gotten very excited every week for the Wardlow powerbomb power hour. And <laughs> He didn't powerbomb last week, but I want to watch him powerbomb. What's his name? The chairman? Very Spears. funny. <laughs> Extremely funny name, by the way. Very good. He, so, I will say uh, just real quick, because like the he didn't powerbomb anyone, but we did get to see him get the shit whipped out of him with a belt and him just like, okay. Whatever. There yeah. was, someone on Twitter posted, it's like, when the Dom you talked to online was just talk. And it was that, like, it was that image of just him, like, all right. It's just like, oh, yeah. that's entirely too funny. He says so few things, but his facial expressions sell it so well. Oh, mm-hmm. he's so good. And I, I, I was losing it every week at the giant no Wardlow signs with the basically, like, cartoon Arthur meme of this sign won't stop me because I can't read. Mm-hmm. Like, or what, whatever the, huh, I wonder who this is for. Garth yeah. <laughs> yeah, like every week. Oh my god! Yeah, they—it's it, the dumbest thing in the world, but I, I absolutely love that storyline. So yeah, no, I think I think I think I'm probably gonna cave. Like I, I really think that I am. Um, but I think I think if Ruby ended up in the finals, I would have to watch. Like it would be it would be foolish of me not to. Don, do you have somebody you were Oh no! Whenever you mentioned Sean Spears, I forgot. Uh, he was in this area one time for a show in the chair that I'm actually sitting on because I'm really bad at owning furniture. Uh, the chair I'm sitting on, he actually signed. Chair. <laughs> yeah, so basically we were like, oh, he needs a chair for the show, and he just doesn't, like, go to airport to airport with steel chairs in his bag for obvious reasons. No. <laughs> so, like, I was, like, the gopher for the company, so I had to, like, run to Lowe's really quick and pick up steel chairs. Um, Not to sit in either, but uh, I was like, hey, if I buy two of them, can you just have him sign this for me on the free? So, like, the current chair I'm sitting in is actually signed by him, which I'm sure the signature is definitely wearing off by now. Oh, you're again, sa- I'm bad at... Oh, no, That's I'm sitting in the chair, cool. Asa. <laughs> That's very cool. <laughs> oh, because yeah, no, just you said that, and I was like, oh man, that, I believe this is the Sean Spears chair I'm in right now. Because double or nothing, I'm just going off the top of my head. It's the two finals for the Owen Cup. It's Hangman versus CM Punk. It is a, you. Got, you have to assume that they're doing MJF versus Wardlow. Like, although yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. it it would be supremely hilarious if they do have him like lose tomorrow and they have to do something else because like that would very much be a all right we're just completely subverting your expectations there yeah but they'd have to do something that is as cool or cooler so Mm -hmm. there has to be some kind of payoff here yeah uh i will say they are doing the house of black versus uh death triangle so that's all the that's all the creepy guys right yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. i love that so all of the 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 weirdest promos i have no idea who any of them are what's going on they tell me their names every week and I immediately forget them because they're all creepy. Because they're, they're all just too scary. Uh, and then, yeah, well, although if you do decide not to, the Dan House, the Hookhausen tag match will be on the pre-show. So you'll be able to watch, just watch that on YouTube. Okay. So, okay. so that's good. That's on the pre-show? Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, guys. Main event. Let's go. 
She's not wrong. She said you probably well, you could you did just endear yourself to the the internet wrestling community though. Like you're like all of a sudden just you're up there. So, but a really positive way to think about it, they're putting that match on to fr- for free to make people want to buy the show. Mm, that's fair. But if mm. I if I do if I turn it on, I will see that match. You get to see that no matter what. Okay, good. good yeah, good. it's just I don't, want, yeah. I don't want to have to go out of my way to find it somewhere. No, it'll just no. be on, it'll be on, it should be on just the AEW YouTube channel. I is where they yeah, usually I think do, they it. do it on YouTube because they they do air it on the Bleacher Report. Like if so, if you do like buy it on the channel, it'll air there too. But you okay. don't actually have to buy it to watch it. Um, so who do you want to see? If a, let's assume Hangman and CM Punk are you know that. That match just stays. Hangman wins. Who do you want to see as the next AEW champion? Oh, I don't know. That's really I don't I don't know. I feel like none of the people that I follow are like actively pursuing that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think I think like like CM Punk is the most interesting to me right now. He he honestly like I'll just I'll just get like weirdly political for a second. He like I already liked him, but him coming out with the uh, the abortion rights shirt mm-hmm. last week. Full stop. That man is my new favorite. I love him. Like, thank you. Mm-hmm. I like fan for life. What a wonderful person. Um, I would love. I would love to see him win. I. I don't. I don't know that I could name somebody necessarily. Mostly because I don't know what everybody's names are yet. Uh, but I. I am like. There's two Adams, and one of them is a cowboy, and the other one is just mad a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I. I I'm kind of over them both. Uh, so honestly, anybody, somebody just go in there and, and get rid of all the atoms, clean it up <laughs> too many. Oh, the anxious millennial cowboy. It's the, it's the best. Um, <laughs> so speaking of Adam Cole, who does, who is always angry all the time, he plays such a douchebag uh, as a wrestling character. He streams on Twitch a ton as the chugs and it is, and he is just like the most wholesome nicest human being it seems like on his like on his twitch channel and like anytime he does like back uh background stuff and then there's other people he's legit quite nice apparently i think i think he's i I get that too i was mixed up all the time but Mm -hmm. i think he is the adam who is also a big fan of ign it turns out like Mm -hmm. he wore a podcast unlocked t-shirt uh on a night that he was like doing i think he wasn't wrestling he was he was speaking, mm-hmm. you know, do, doing whatever that is, uh, and so, so he, he, all the IGN people love him now too. That would not be, that would not surprise me at all if that was him. So, are you, as you're watching them as their wrestling characters, have you had any kind of desire to like follow, like follow someone like Adam Cole on Twitch or because a ton of them have like vlogs and, and again it kind of comes down to time, but like Ethan Page, even though like. I, I love Ethan Page as a wrestler. I hate his act with Dan Lambert. Like, Dan Lambert's got to go. Like, let's let's go ahead and get him out. But his toy vlog, the toy hunts, because he, he goes to different toy stores with, like, he's gone with, like, Nyla Rose and Evil Uno and Mark Sterling, like, all these people, and they just look at action figures, and it's awesome. Oh, I haven't seen that. I have fought... So, the wrestlers I follow on Twitter now, I try... I follow too many... Twitter is unusable for me now. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I follow too many people. Uh, so I try to limit it, but I follow Dan Housen. Mm-hmm. Um, his Twitter is great. Ruby, because I love her. Um, and then I follow, oh my God, I literally just followed her yesterday. So I don't remember her name. She is a, she's in AEW. I think she's only been on TV once. She's mostly AEW dark. She's a librarian. Like that's her thing. Leva Bates. Yeah. Okay, I love her. She's mm-hmm. so cool. I watched a little clip of her winning her match 
uh, tonight or whenever that was, like the AEW Dark, whatever. And she was like so happy, and I'm like, oh, I love you. Come, come on the regular show. Let me see you be a librarian. Um, <laughs> but I follow those three, and then um, I follow CM Punk. Um, those are the four I follow on Twitter. Um, I haven't watched any other Twitch stuff. Again, I just it's so many hours in the week. Right. Um, but I did watch someone sent me a YouTube video of Ruby and a couple other wrestlers. Uh, they took her to a Bucky's. Yes, that's the Ethan. That's the Ethan Page vlog. Okay, that was funny. I liked that. They made her dress up like a Bucky. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, there's no Bucky's here. I don't know what that is, but it was it was very funny. Yeah, the um, the chain of gas stations and the the Rue Beaver shirts yes, yes and trying to get um, them to ch- the fans to chant rue beaver uh during her matches just yeah. to screw with her <laughs> that those are those are a lot of fun are you are you excited for the aw game to kind of bring the the venn diagram as a complete circle yeah i am and i i don't play games like that mm-hmm. at all really ever off i mean obviously if i've never been if you've never cared about wwe why would you play wwe 2k like you have no I mean, maybe you do. I don't know, but it's it's hard to make that connection. So similarly, like I've never touched a wrestling game before. Um, but yeah, I am like oddly excited. I don't know that it's my video game cup of tea, so I don't know how long I'll spend on it. But mm-hmm. I I'm certainly curious. Like I'm interested to see what the roster is going to be like. I will probably play it and mess around with it and make stupid matchups and and live out weird wrestling fantasies. I have no idea. Um, I've definitely been enjoying the the kind of funny wrestling. Uh, it's so thing. good. It just, it's like the most exposure I've ever had to WWE wrestling video <laughs> game stuff. Uh, so like they're they're asking what I want for my character, and I'm like I have no idea how any of this works. Uh, but but yeah, like like I think I think I might touch on it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it seems it seems fun. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, it's, def- forever. it's definitely going to be a, a lot more kind of arcadey than the WWE. It's going to play like the old school, the the N64 games that the. Every time you hear someone talk about wrestling games, they talk about WrestleMania 2000 and No Mercy as like the best wrestling games of all time, which they're not wrong, but they're going more for that feel than like accuracy. And I'm on board for that, I think. Okay. I have no frame of reference for that, but. Right. Yeah, it, it, but it, um, have you, because there's a bunch of different companies out in, I, I'm not 100% sure. I don't know geography. I know there's California is that way. Uh, and there's like the Northern California, the Bay area, like it's all kind of, yeah. San Diego is nowhere near as close to San Francisco or Los Angeles as I thought they were originally because my, my frame of reference is like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And it's like, no, you just jump on a motorcycle that you stole and it's like a 20 minute drive. You're good. Um, there are a bunch of independent companies out in that area. Do you think that like you would ever go and check out just an independent show because a lot of the times, you know, we were talking about seeing, you talked about wanting to see Dan Housen wrestle. I saw him wrestle in St. Louis last month. I literally just saw Eddie Kingston wrestle in St. Louis on Sunday night. So a lot of times, like some of the AEW people do go to independent companies still. Do you think that like, if you say Ruby Soho was going to make an appearance at like PWG or just somewhere out in that area, do you think you would go to see an indie show? Oh yeah, if one of my faves was around, I absolutely would. Um, I definitely think like like going. I, I got into AEW very awkwardly, like right before they came to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I got I got into AEW right before they came to Kansas City, and then I left Kansas City, and so I didn't get to see them when they showed up for their event. And also, COVID is going on, and I think like just just personally, I'm still sort of in a space where I'm like, 
Uh, I don't know that I could go sit in that big a crowd for that many hours. It seems a little sketchy. Right. Um, but but eventually I'm going to have to get out of that and and go live my life. And I mm. yeah I think I I think if I were to go to an independent show I would try. I have I have a friend who like pays closer attention to the independent wrestling scene, and so I might be like, hey, come to this show with me and explain to me who these people are. Um so that I wouldn't feel just like awkwardly alone and not knowing what to yell and when. Uh, but yeah, like I, I, I should probably pay more attention to that because also there's like no, there's no AEW coming through the Bay area right now. Like they had, their, they're having had having, having their first show in LA, but LA is eight hours drive South. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to be getting down there anytime soon. Um, but I, I would like I would like to see an AEW show, but I I think I think that's a very good point. I might maybe an independent show would be a good a good like like step in towards that direction. Yes, <laughs> the, I don't know how to talk. Don't want to you don't want to like do, you know dive full in. And if you have someone who is who is more like knowledgeable or has more experience with oh. indie shows, I would definitely talk to them because like. Even here in like Kansas City, so like there was a there's a really nice indie based out of Kansas City called Journey Pro, and then we had there's uh, several up in St. Louis, like we have ours here, that are more reputable. Like you know they do things the correct way and they bring in like super talented people. But then there are the like the the internet has terribly dubbed them the outlaw mud shows, of it's just anyone and their brother showing up and it's just like who and if you if you end up into one of those that might kind of Hmm, I think I'm good on this whole wrestling thing for a while. Maybe I'll have to come back because I visit Kansas City pretty, pretty regularly. Maybe I'll have to tap you two for which ones to go to. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be amazing. Um, and then, well, Dalton, I've been asking all the Do you have any questions before we... I know we said we were going to keep this to like 30 minutes and we've already... I told you I talk. I will I will not shut up if you ask me questions about myself. I'm very vain. <laughs> oh, no. that's I mean, that's the whole reason we brought you on is to talk about you. Um... Yeah, really quick, uh, because, like, behind me, I have, like, all... I'm a really big action figure person, and I have my AEW stuff's all right here. Yeah, clearly it's only you. Well, yeah, yeah, but, like, (laughs) that is my question. So, uh, (laughs) like, have you, like, gone to a store and just seen, like, an AEW thing, and you're like, oh, that would be pretty cool to have in my house? Or is there anything that you would, like, even consider, like, getting? No, where where do people find these? I've never seen this before. I mean, I'm, I'm very new... I don't, I don't know where I would go, where, where are they, where do they have AEW things? So, like, right now the main things they have, they have trading cards, which, like, right now I have a, like, I have all my stuff, this is an Evil Uno signed card, I randomly pulled that, but, like, the wrestling figures and all that, we find at, like, Targets and Walmarts and stuff like that, and then, yeah, and most of the people you talked about, like, they already have figures, so, like, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, yeah, and, like, but... Like, WWE, you can pretty much get anything. Like, if you want WWE bedsheets, I'm sure you could get them. Um, I'm, I'm not in that level of fandom, but, like, it's one of those things that, like, even at my place of work, I have, not AEW, but I have a couple of WWE things, because it's the only things that I can, like, display at work that I'm like, all right, cool, this isn't too intrusive. But, um, like, is would you be considering, like, even getting, like, that level of fandom where you're like, oh, yeah, I could get this Orange Cassidy action figure? Um, I'm not a big collectibles person just generally. Um, I have like a small, you can't see them on my camera. I have a small collection of like video game plushes above my head and a few at work. And I have like a couple of Mebo and like random bits and bobs here and there, but just like across all things I like, I'm not quite that into it. I think, I think at some point I will, I want to buy a t-shirt. Like I'm waiting for Ruby Soho to win something and I will buy one of her t-shirts 
Um, and then probably I will also like like any if if one of my faves ever wins something, I will I will probably get like a shirt. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like maybe maybe if I see something, I, I'm not opposed to the idea. I think I think like I'd cap it at like one or two things. But if I ever saw something that I was just like, yeah, I love this wrestler and this is a very well made thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not 100% on this, but I'm pretty sure that Ruby Soho is going to get an action figure within the year. Ooh, yeah. I don't like, really I think... like her. She's just really cool. Like, if you see her, she's just really cool. <laughs> she oh my used, god. She used to be, like, so 20, I want to say 2014 to 2015, she was very regularly in the independent scene in the Cape Girardeau, Illinois area that we're currently in. Oh, and it's cool. one of those, like, it's one of those, it's a bummer that I never got to see her, like, at an indie show, because I didn't start doing those until, uh, I remember, like, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish and Adam Cole at the first show I went to in, like, 2012. But wow. I, like, she was one of them that I was like, damn, I could, if I just would have drove, like, three hours, in the, like, on a college weekend when I was doing something, like, stupid, I'm sure, <laughs> I could have seen, like, Ruby Soho before she was Ruby Soho. Which oh, is, man. that's another good reason, like, to maybe go to indie shows because I literally, I have worked with people that like two months later showed up on AEW and it's like, that's just really cool to see. Like, so if you go to like an indie show and then like a couple, like a year down the line, you're like, Oh, I remember that guy at that random place, wherever, like that's another really cool thing about wrestling that you do sometimes get to see. Yeah. I think, I think I need to like a little bit more AEW under my belt. Like I want to, I want to spend more time with it and like understand wrestling just a little bit better because like i said like imran still is so much better than me at understanding where the storylines are going or even understanding what's happening or who these people are and i still like can't name half the wrestlers in AEW until their names show up on the screen because i'm like i don't know that's the the dude with the sparkly jacket i don't know um but but yeah i think like i think like over time i will probably want to broaden that experience a little bit more and that's like really good advice for broadening that experience in in a way that ends up like I, I guess enhancing my knowledge down the line and also helps me discover cool new things like I, I like that I will keep that in mind yeah and also there's a level of interactivity so like if there's yeah. a if, like if there was like an MJF type person out there who's just like running their mouth when you're especially if you're like front row second row something like that if you yell something to them they will more than likely acknowledge you because like on TV it's, it's, it's more so with like WWE, but AEW kind of, it seems like it's a little bit more limited as well. Like, nope, they're talking about, you know, there was yeah. minus John Moxley telling the dude to shut the fuck up and get out, <laughs> which was amazing. Um, they really got, they got to stick to times. They got to play to yeah. the TV audience. Whereas like those, if you're watching on TV, like they're yelling. So I don't know what the audience is yelling at yeah. the time. Like there's a, there's a few chants that I hear repeatedly that I recognize, but unless the whole audience, yeah, I have no idea what exchange is going on there. But yeah. But so if you yell out something to a, a, a heel, like not even just cutting a pro, like during a match, like they may take a second to just like, okay, I will, you have interacted with me and now we're going to yell at each other a little bit. And there's a, <laughs> very fun level because before we started working uh with ccw we were those fans like we were front row yelling at people and just having a blast so it's it, it, it can it can be a lot of fun depending that's on really cool i love that yeah um you're selling me on this now i want to go to one that's and that, that was my goal that was my goal it's just kind of like we're really got to drive home the like wrestling is the coolest thing in the world i mean <laughs> um so we'll let you go. Thank you so much. This was amazing. Um, congratulations on your uh, 
SoCal journalism nominations, oh, by the geez. way. I just saw that. Yes. Like I just saw that yeah, yesterday. No, it's like, Oh, this is super know. cool. I didn't know they had submitted me for. Oh, really? I found out when they told all of IGN. I had no idea. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but, it was. I mean, it was really cool. Like, the, I mean, honestly, the whole IGN news team got mm-hmm. nominated for different things. Like, everybody in IGN news has at least one nomination. And if you, if you are not paying attention to IGN, if you like games and are not paying attention to IGN's uh, reporting and like longer features and stuff, start doing that because we got a kick-ass team over there. Absolutely. Um, so I'm I'm willing to bet that the majority of the people who are listening to this are listening to this for you. Um, but on the off chance that there's people that don't already know who you are, uh, and I probably should have done this at the top of the show, but Hey, here we go. Uh, where can people keep up with you? Do you have anything specific that you want to plug any, uh, specific article people should check out or anything like that? Geez, what have I even written? I don't even know what I've written lately. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can find my work at IGN.com. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Duck Valentine. Um, I, I mean, I mostly write like re- kind of more serious stuff on IGN. So it's no, and you do, you do again. Like I've, I've been a fan of yours for a while. Like, and, and not just because you know, oh, goofy wrestling stuff and and video game, but like, no, you're a very good journalist. You do oh, very good work. Well, tell you what, I'll 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 promote like the, like the one thing that I've done recently that I think was was meaningful and and good. Um, I interviewed very. It's it's my pinned tweet. So if you go to Twitter at Duck Valentine, my pinned tweet is this. Um, but I I interviewed five Ukrainian game developers and two Ukrainian event organizers about what their life has been like like the last two three months uh, since Russia invaded, um, and basically why why making games and being a part of the games community is. So Still so important to them, not just because it is their livelihood, not just because they like games, but you know, in the face in the face of all the horrible things that have happened to them and their family and their home, um, they they see making making games as as a way to continue to support their country and to continue to support one another in spite of all that. And I I wrote about their stories, and I I think I think the piece turned out pretty good um, because their stories are worth telling. Um, and I would like, I would love for those to be shared with more people. So if you get a chance and want to read about that, uh, it's my pinned tweet. Go check it out. Excellent. Uh, well, if you are new to the show, uh, we are the nerdiest part of the ring. You can follow us at nerdiest part. Uh, you can follow me at the five star man with the number five. You can follow Dalton at, Oh, you changed it. Yeah, no, I'm the worst. Um, (laughs) Dalton is Mr. D Anthony N P O T R on twitter uh you can also follow me on twitch i don't stream that often i do like once a month because it's like oh this will be fun i want to start this again and then i get home from work and i'm like i don't want to be people anymore (laughs) um but yeah uh this we are doing another our normal episode will be thursday we are going to do a full preview of double or nothing uh and then more on the sasha banks naomi stuff uh you added a WWE 2K22 conundrum conversation. I am very interested to see what that means because I have no idea. And uh, all, and yeah, but majority of it will be the double or nothing preview. We'll have a better idea of what the final card looks at af- looks like after tomorrow night's AEW Dynamite, though. So, but Rebecca, this was amazing. Thank you so much. Uh, if you ever get the urge to make another wrestling podcast appearance, you are more than welcome anytime. Uh, I'm happy to do this anytime. I love podcasting. I don't get to do it enough uh, since I'm at IGN and all their 
regular podcast stuff is sort of spoken for for the most part. I do go on NBC sometimes to talk about Nintendo stuff, but but yeah, like anytime anytime you want somebody who knows nothing about wrestling past like August of last year uh, <laughs> to talk about wrestling, I'm happy to participate. No, and that was that was my main goal for this was to show that like wrestling is for everybody. Like that is a mantra that is really passed around like up in St. Louis especially with like people like Stepstool Sarah who they're amazing. Um but if if you don't welcome and encourage new fans and make sure that they stay excited for it, it'll die out. You don't get any more new fans. And then you just get the old bitter jaded people that are never happy with anything. So it, this, this genuinely like this was an absolute blast. And anytime, like anytime you want to come on to gush about Ruby, or Ruby Soho or, you know, anything like that. I was like, I called I get better about saying people's old names. Um, but yeah, this was great. Uh, thank you so much. I am rambling because I never know how to close out shows properly. So we will talk to you Thursday again for the next episode of Nerdy's Part of the Ring. Until then, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and as always, watch more wrestling. <laughs>